Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Mindset Mastery Podcast. Um, thank you for being here, first of all. I started the podcast back in February, and it's just been one of my favorite things to do ever since I started it. So I do this for you. I do this to contribute and to give value. And truly for my own selfish reasons, I love to put put out um, value and just contribute to your everyday healing. So thank you so much for being here and thank you for listening. Today on the podcast, we have Melissa and I found Melissa on Facebook and listened to her story. We had a conversation over Facebook Messenger as well as like the video call on Facebook. And we immediately hit it off. I just love everything about this beautiful Wonder Woman. She just, you can hear it in her voice, how much she cares. And you can hear the story in her voice and just how much she's grown through this and what she's learned. So I hope you can feel the healing vibes and just all of the incredible value that she brings to the table. Let's go ahead and dive into the episode. All right. Good morning, Melissa. Thank you so much for being here. Good morning. I'm super excited to be here. Yes. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. Um, I'm super, super excited to share your story with everyone because I was even just so inspired when you were telling me this um, the first time that we talked. And you were talking about how this journey lasted so long and you never, ever gave up. And I think that shows so much about you and just about your your ability to be resilient and to free yourself from basically anything you ever want to and your family and the people that you love. So I want you to go ahead and just share the juicy stuff, share all of it with us. Um, I feel like this story is going to inspire everyone listening. Aw, thank you. So yes, it's definitely been a really long journey for sure. So I came from a very dysfunctional, abusive household, and I really um, didn't even know that that wasn't normal growing up, right? Because Mm -hmm. when we grow up in dysfunction, we don't know anything different. And Mm -hmm. so I guess I started realizing, um, you know, as I got older, middle school, started going to friends' houses, started realizing this wasn't normal, Mm -hmm. um, and started to really awaken myself to, okay, this doesn't feel good. Like, I know that there's a possibility of feeling better. Mm -hmm. And I started seeking that out ever since I was a young child. And by the time I was in my teens, I started reading spiritual books. The Tao Te Ching was like the first spiritual book I picked up. I think I was 15 or 16. Wow. And it had, yeah, I was wow. young when I started this. And um, it just really shifted me. Like something in that book showed me there was more to this life than just accepting the situation that you're in and that we have the power to create a different reality for ourselves, shall we choose? And I started seeking deeper and deeper understanding of what that meant. And I left home pretty young, 
not by choice because that's just how it happened. And I explored many different paths. I tried on so many different outfits in spirituality, including yogic studies, Buddhist studies, shamanic studies. I mean, you name it, I did it. I moved out to Northern California. I dabbled into every kind of healing modality possible. Mm -hmm. I ended up at graduate school at the California Institute of Integral Studies, really taking an academic look at mindfulness, transformation, consciousness, and Mm -hmm. how we heal. And I just started to fill myself so deeply with this stuff and really understand that there was more to life than just doing the thing, going Mm -hmm. to school, you know, working a job. And I really felt connected to unravel as deeply as possible this purpose Mm -hmm. and meaning in my life. Um, I had three children. My daughter was born with some special needs and she really came to wake me up on a level that I had yet to be awakened to. Mm -hmm. She pushed every limit that I had and I started to understand that I was somehow contributing to her suffering. I saw the interconnection. I saw her acting out the dysfunction in the family system, my own dysfunction. I took her to see tons of healers and doctors and you name it, like we tried it with Mm -hmm. her and nothing was really working. And I kept hearing my audience channels were a little bit open, I guess a lot open at this Mm -hmm. time. And I kept hearing, nope, like, don't go this route. Don't go this route. Seek further. This isn't the answer. Mm -hmm. Keep moving on the path. And she was suffering really bad. And I was not giving up to understand how to heal this. Mm -hmm. So fast forward to the time she's eight years old and we had been through heart surgeries. We had been through occupational therapy, physical therapy, medicine, like all these different routes still wasn't really impacting her growth in this area. So I moved to Florida from Mexico. I was in Mexico working with some healers down there with her. And I woke up in the middle of the night one night and I heard you're moving to Jupiter, Florida. So I knew that I had to listen when I got these messages Mm -hmm. so strongly. Um, Moved to Jupiter. Now I had left my husband. We split up in Mexico. My husband of 16 years. I understood that being in that relationship was also not serving my daughter just because there was incongruences in the way we were operating and it was filled with frustration. We got, you know, we had our first child super young. And Mm -hmm. so it just, I knew I had to leave and figure out what was going on with me that was still creating suffering inside of myself that was then supporting the suffering that my daughter was going Mm -hmm. through. I saw the interconnection. I just didn't understand how to unwind my way out of it. And I have, like I said, an academic background. So I could see so clearly like some of the things that were happening. And yet I felt like I was in a vice grip that like I literally could not find a modality or a healing 
thing that would get me out of this vice grip. Mm -hmm. So we moved to Florida. I'm on food stamps in a two-bedroom apartment, three kids. My daughter is hanging on by a thread. And not coincidentally, I move across the hall from a woman named Karen Torres that literally changed the trajectory of my life. It was... I have chills, like even talking about. I have about, chills right now hearing you uh, say yeah. it. Yeah. It like makes me so teary because it's like she was the person that we were waiting for our whole life. Like, and when I met her at first, I was so scared of her. Like I wanted to run the other way, like mm-hmm. everything in me. And now I understand there were forces in me, energies in me that did not want us to have this meeting right Mm -hmm. and so now looking back I understand but what Karen does is something called healing alchemy and it is the most amazing healing I had ever received in my life so I knocked at her door one day and was like we need help and like I'm knowing that you're supposed to help us like I kept hearing that and as scared as I was she started working on my daughter and when I'm telling you like miracles right away like right away I saw happening in front of my eyes I was blown away and she's like give me three months don't put her on any medication stop asking for help you know just give me three months and in three months time what happened with the alchemy was all of a sudden I could see what was in my unconscious at a level I could never ever see before. And not just was I seeing it, feeling it, hearing it, knowing it, but I was able to finally choose something different, like take these patterns, these programs Mm -hmm. and start to transmute them Mm -hmm. into something different because they were really up Mm -hmm. where I couldn't even access this far down into my unconscious with the thousand other modalities I've tried. And when I tell you, I'm not kidding. I've tried it all sister. Yeah. The breath work, the, all the different healing modalities. So my daughter started healing. We all started healing and I got to clear out my channels that's the work that the healing alchemy does it starts to clear out your channels of divine communication which are your clairvoyance your clairaudience your clairsentience and your claircognizance and your senses get so heightened to what is truly your soul speaking and what is energy from the outside that is not the truth of who you are that is coming mm-hmm. through you things that we have picked up through lifetimes through our childhood through society through i mean think about how many ways we're penetrated with information that is not our own intuitive information yeah all day every day <clears throat> all day every day and so As my channel started to clear and I could hear the truth of who I was, I could hear my soul, I knew exactly what to do. Mm -hmm. It's like all that time searching, all the answers were already here. 
<clears throat> Sorry, I have a little cough. And no, I okay. was the only one that could truly heal myself. Mm-hmm. So Karen always says, like, I can help clear you, but you're the one that has to trust your soul and do the work, right? Like, I'm not healing you. You're healing you. Mm-hmm. I'm just moving what's not the truth of who you are. And so I've been doing and studying alchemy since I moved here four years ago. Karen has classes. Um, I'm in energetic architecture. It's called mastery of your information comes first. And so now I actually use this work with my clients. So I take the integrative psychology, mix it with the alchemy. I have the most profound results. Like out of all the years I've done psychotherapy and all the other healing modalities, I'm trained in hypnosis and Reiki, somatic therapies, like You name it, I've done a lot of training in Mm -hmm. healing. And when I tell you I see miracles every day with my clients, it's mind-blowing every time. Like the miracles never, ever get less exciting to see because it just is why I'm here. Like I know this is why I'm here. This is what I came to do on this planet. And my daughter didn't let me stop until I got to this place like she was gonna freak out until I got to remember the truth of who I was and why I was here and what I'm here to do and how I'm here to help awaken other people to Mm -hmm. the truth of who they are why they're here what we're meant to do and so we're four years now in Florida my entire life has transformed. I mean, I have freedom at a level I never, ever knew or imagined was possible. I'm tapped into the potential inside of me that I never knew was possible. It's really unbelievable, like how big this could get. Like, it's so exponential, our growth. Mm -hmm. It doesn't ever have an ending like we get to keep expanding into more freedom more joy more love more of everything more abundance and we get to keep clearing out all of that that is not the truth of who we are and I want to just touch on that a little bit because this has not been an easy journey right it's not and when we start to clear out those things that have never been our truth, but have held us back, we have to really go into the depth of those low frequency emotions and feelings in order to move them out. They are what create disease in our body, Mm -hmm. when our bodies are not at ease, right? And so when we're in fear, when we have fear, hold fear, and every human being on this planet does, Mm -hmm. none of us are exempt. Healing isn't just for sick people. Mm -hmm. Healing is for every human being on planet Earth, because this planet is covered in fear. It's covered in insecurity. It's covered in unworthiness. Mm -hmm. There's an epidemic on this planet. And so... People think of healing as something for sick people, and it's not for sick people. It's for every person because we all have room to grow. And so 
this healing is, it's part of my life. It's my mission. It's just shown me things that are so beautiful. And yet, oh, going back, I lost track. It's not, it's been hard. It's, I'm not going to lie. And you know, like, I don't like to put in the program that healing is hard or you have to suffer because surely you don't, but also you have to stay on the court. You Mm -hmm. have to be willing. You have to step in. You have to be courageous. Mm -hmm. You have to stop being unconscious, checking out if you want to tap into more of that potential and let go of what no longer serves you. You have to let go of people, of places, of Mm. experiences that don't serve you. You have to go through grief. I mean, it's such a deep process, but so freaking worth it. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I can't express what freedom feels like through words. Like, it's unexpressible. Yeah, I I 100% agree. And first of all, thank you for sharing all of that with everyone that's just like the most inspiring thing just knowing also that you listen to your intuition and right in that moment when you left Mexico and you moved to Florida you left your husband and you left everything that you knew behind so that you could do this just because you knew and you listened to yourself you didn't listen to everyone else you didn't listen to the outside sources or the doctors that were saying she can't heal and you can't do anything there's nothing you can do you were like, no, that's that's not true, and I'm going to listen to me, and I'm going to take this step. And as soon as you did that, everything changed for you. And I just I feel like that is something that's so important, especially now, because this is getting to be more and more prominent in our generation and like in society now. You see people selling crystals in their modern day shops or like you know things like that essential oils all of this holistic healing um, and they don't even realize that this is raising consciousness this is what's truly this is why the world is changing this kind of stuff and what you said before it's so important to not only identify these emotions and these really deeply rooted fears these deeply rooted traumas and things that we just bury it's not only important to identify them and to see them but you have to bring them up and out and heal them you have to deal with them you can't just be aware of them you know and I think that once we start to wake up we can get really comfortable in just awareness because that's the easy part is being aware once you're awake. The hard part is healing and not resisting what you know you should be doing. And not necessarily a should be, but this, is some, this isn't just something that's like, oh, you know, take this and do this and it's just going to like fix your life and then everything's good. It's a journey. <laughs> it's healing. It's this, 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 this. Okay, now I can, you know, identify these patterns and I can identify these experiences and these situations that I have resisted my whole life and not wanted to deal with my whole life. Um, That's some deep shit. Like, that's not just go to therapy and talk about it. Like, that's deal with it. Face it. Um, Take all of that pain head on. And know that it's going to benefit you in the long run. And um, even before we chatted the first time on the phone, 
I had I didn't even know what healing alchemy was. I didn't know anything about it. I did know about, you know, Reiki and like energy healing and all of that. Um, but it's just so cool to know that there's more, it just keeps expanding and there's always more that you can learn about healing. And I just think that is the coolest thing that as soon as you took that step, you were placed right in front of a person to introduce this to you. And that just shows energy and intention is the most important thing that we have. Energy, intention, and as well as intuition, obviously. And deciding, decision, making the choice. Ugh, it's so amazing. I know. I'm getting, like, all emotional as it's you're amazing. talking. Because it's it's been a real trip to leave what everybody else thought behind Mm -hmm. and to really trust myself on that level and to trust carrying my kids into the space with me because Mm. it's easy or maybe when it's just yourself, but to be able to have three kids that you're responsible for and take those leaps of faith, Mm. it's hard because, you know, their lives are in your hands. And my daughter's life was literally in my hands. And I went against pretty much what the entire world thought that I should do with her or how we should treat what was going on with her. And I literally trusted myself on a level that I didn't even know was possible. It's like I couldn't, I couldn't move in any other direction Mm -hmm. my soul knew like with a hundred percent clarity like this was the direction and path that we had to go on and if that meant nobody was going to talk to us anymore and we lost a lot of people along the way I'm Mm -hmm. not gonna lie family members included Mm. yeah and it's just so beautiful to see what has prospered out of this. And like you said, to know that when we do trust ourselves on that level, we have to take these leaps of faith that are sometimes so freaking scary. They're so freaking scary. But it's like once you leap it and you move through that fear and you see that that fear is not and has never been the truth of you. And that it's possible to overcome those fears. That's where the healing begins. And each leap, it's like a new level of healing. Each time we say, no, that fear, not real, not the truth of who we are. And I'm just going to move right through the center of the storm of it. It disintegrates more and more. And a life with less and less fear is a life with more love, more joy, more abundance, more freedom. And it's like, I can't believe how much fear I literally held in every cell of my being. Like moving that out in the last four years, it's like, are you freaking kidding? Like there's more and more and more. And I know I'm not done. Like I'm hardly not done, but I am, I feel like over the threshold where so many times, like, I could identify the fear without having it, the feeling, the energy penetrate me, mm. not nearly on a level that it used to. It's like, I know 
the freaking truth of who I am. And I know that love is more powerful than fear. And that fear has been the biggest illusion in my life that has created all of the shit, all of the chaos has been created through that energy. And I'm so committed to choose love Mm -hmm. over and over and over again, because I know that love is the highest healing frequency that we have available on the planet. And when we choose love, we choose a life of freedom. Mm -hmm. And it always feels better too. And I think that as a society, it's so unfortunate sometimes to think about this too. And it gets me in my feels a little bit because as a society, we are so fucking scared. We're so scared and fearful uh, living in scarcity. We raise our kids in scarcity. I don't have kids, but I've seen this. Um, so much and it's like raising your children to be like scared of you or raising your kids to be scared that if they don't go to college then they won't make anything of themselves it's just like it's little bitty things that turn into actually huge fears actually big things that you don't realize contribute to the way that they grow up and the way that they, you know, develop as a human. And, um, I, I just listened to podcasts on this and it's just, um, awesome how we are having more conscious parents like you, uh, Melissa, and you're raising your kids to understand consciousness and to understand joy and love and, but also probably to let them go on their own journeys and let them learn through whatever fear they need to learn through as well. Uh, because I think we, we all have that karmic journey that we chose before we came here. And we get to really ride the waves of it. But like you said earlier, like we have to choose. And we have to choose not to live in our depression and our anxiety and our illnesses, our diseases that aren't our identity but we make them our identity and we we decide that other people who you know tell us that they they know what we should do we decide that they do know what we should do and that we shouldn't listen to ourselves um or our intuition and we should ignore that and not do you know what we truly know that we should and it's it's so sad to see when people do that um, people who are going through cancer treatment and they don't want to do chemo because they, they just truly feel like they don't want to, but the doctor and their family and everyone's telling them that they should like, you know, just these examples of not listening to ourselves and not following our true North, our true intuition, the, the things that we know will help us in the end. So I think a lot of that is subconscious as well. Um, like, a almost, it's so crazy subconsciously the things that we know. Because a lot of the time my clients will be like, I don't know. I'm like, you do know. Ask yourself what you do know. <laughs> you need to look deeper. You got to look deeper. Um, and seeking healing does not just have to be going to the doctor. Truly, 100%. It doesn't. And it's like we have to redefine our own values versus the values that have been bestowed upon us in order to start moving from that space of love. Because we're literally moving from a space of unconsciousness and fear if we're not in tune with 
what we value in ourselves. So my parenting values have rearranged completely the clearer that I get. It's like, I don't want my kid to get a great education, go to college and get a good job like anymore. I don't, I mean, if they want to, if that's part, but if that's part of their journey to find happiness or to embody their biggest happiness, that's fine. But my value for them truly is to be as joyful, loving, and at peace in themselves as possible. And so all of a sudden, when I hold those things as my values, all the normal things have changed. So if school's not making them happy, they feel really horrible there. And it's not supporting their greatest joy am I gonna even send them anymore like when they're telling me how unhappy they are there how Mm. horrible they feel and I worked as a therapist in a school for years and this isn't just my kids Mm. you go into you know third grade or eighth grade how many kids are happy to be at school today raise your hand you know how many hands you get up barely any and I'm like something's really wrong here so we're teaching our kids like that old program of suffer through. So one day you could be happy. Just do what you got to do right now. And I'm Mm. like, you know what? I am not feeding into that bullshit anymore with my kids. I am going to help them discover what truly makes them happy. So I just sent my 18 year old off last night. He was here visiting and this kid has been academically so bright his whole life hated school. So I homeschooled him through high school. He pretty much did it himself. Mm -hmm. And he's starting a business. He's already working with a business coach, starting a business. He's traveled Costa Rica last month. He's fluent in Spanish. He's a yoga teacher. He's certified as a yoga teacher. He's 18. He's following his soul. Mm -hmm. And I support him 100%. And do I know how it's going to turn out? No. (laughs) Do I have sometimes my own like, oh my God, am I okay? Like letting him do this, you know? (laughs) But I mean, I feel so happy that I chose this path and I watch them and their little souls, even though it's been really challenging for them to move through their own fears and for me to let them come up in them not save them just keep standing in the space of like you got this Mm -hmm. it's so hard sometimes Mm -hmm. it is so hard because we want to bubble wrap our kids and save them from all these failures and experiences where they're actually going to grow and learn because we know sometimes that falling down isn't easy Mm -hmm. But to be able to just stand there and be like, you got this and let them move through their journey. Yeah. It's been unbelievably challenging sometimes. But at the same time, like, God, like, I just, I know in my soul that I'm creating for them a different opening than I had for myself at a much younger age to know the truth of who they are. Yeah. And just giving them that space to grow and sometimes be in pain if that's what's going to push them through that growth. And I'm sure as a mom, that's really hard. I mean, my mom has had to experience that with me <laughs> a lot um, in my past, like, you know, from 18 to 21. It was not easy for her. I'll put it that way. But 
I can only imagine how hard that is to have to just kind of sit back and be like, okay, you know, I'm just going to let them do it. And going back to what you said about school and all of that, I 100% agree with that. I, I have a little brother. He's 10 next month. And he was diagnosed with ADHD whenever he was really young. He's been on medicine his, you know, entire, the last four or five years. And it breaks my heart to be transparent about it. But I always ask him, like, you know, do you like school? Do you like your teachers? Do you like your friends? Like, how do you feel in class? What does that look like for you? And he's... He's like, I don't really like it because I can't pay attention and, like, all this stuff. And then he gets in trouble because he can't pay attention. I'm like, not every kid can learn the same. Not every single kid can sit for eight, seven, eight hours a freaking day. I don't want to fucking do that. (laughs) Nobody wants to do that shit. I hear you. And listen to this information that is so abstract and not relevant. Yeah. To their life, not infused with joy, not infused with love. It's like so damn boring, right? Mm-hmm. I remember being so damn bored in school. And I think these kids that are coming onto this planet that are resisting it are the ones that are finally going to break this fucking system that is so. not working. It's yeah. not working. So you could call them what you want Asperger's, uh, autism. Uh uh-uh. uh. These are kids that are not fitting in to break the system down because it's time that it breaks down and we build it in a way that truly honors uniqueness and individuality. We can't force people to fit in a system that doesn't feel good for them. If it feels good, great. But if Mm -hmm. it doesn't, we've got to honor that it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. And give them that option that, you know, if something doesn't feel good. And also I feel like it's so important to teach kids from a from a young age like I wish I had had that and everybody else who's grown now and didn't have that like I think now it's more a a thing but teach them if something doesn't feel good listen to that and say something and speak up and use your voice but society loves labels and society loves to tell you when you're wrong or when you shouldn't be saying something or like whatever it is we shouldn't be labeling people just because they can't pay attention to boring content like honestly that sounds crazy yeah and they're probably the geniuses of the world that are like this does not feed my soul you know like my kids would say it hurts my body and I'm like what and they're like now I get it it's like they're full-on resistant to listening to information that doesn't resonate with them. And I, for a while, was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do with them? And then I started listening. It's like, how could I be mad at them when I truly felt the same way in school? (laughs) I really did. Yeah. I really did until I started learning about stuff that fed and nourished my soul. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be there either. It didn't feel good to me either. And so... I think that as parents, we have to really listen to our children and pay attention to what what truly nourishes and feeds their soul instead of trying to fit them into boxes or activities or things that we think is going to help them. And it's not that, you know, we want to let them 
rule the entire family by what they want to do because I'm huge into boundaries and mm-hmm. discipline. Right. I'm actually teaching a parenting class right now online. Oh, awesome. We're in week two. It's called Parenting from 528, which is the frequency of love. And I teach it with Andrea Crowder and I Jessica Scott. That. It's so profound and beautiful to help parents really take a look at what their values are and how they want to move forward from the space of love with their children Mm -hmm. so I love that it's amazing it's been amazing yeah and I feel this is part of my mission is to help parents wake up Mm. to help kids change the world you know to let these kids do what they came here to do and if we really take off the labels and start looking at the truth of what's happening, they're breaking the system and we've got to support them because it has to change now. It Mm -hmm. really does. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that on like a full body hell yes level (laughs) because it's just crazy. These, these tests that they have to take. And like, I just remember having to take like the tax test or the star test and being so stressed out about it because if I fail this test, I fail the whole grade and I don't move forward. But that fucking test does not say anything about how smart you are. It says everything about how good of a test taker you are. And that's it. And, and how- I'm going to tell you the truth. Like, I had to take a six-hour test for my marriage and family therapy license. I couldn't tell you a fucking thing on that test, honestly. I memorized the facts. I prayed like I never prayed before because mm-hmm. I'm terrible at memorizing facts. And it's like, really, that makes a good therapist or a helper? Like, this guy down the street could memorize those same facts that I memorized. And here he's getting certified. Like, what is this based on even? Yeah. Fact memorization? Like, it's such BS and bureaucracy. Like, yeah. it does not show yeah. the the depth of the human like or what they're capable of because there's a lot of people that are great test takers like you're like you're saying but don't have the capacity to empathize or have compassion Mm -hmm. or really see and value another human's uniqueness so yeah I'm not not okay (laughs) yeah and I with the way I think sorry I think that consciousness as it raises these outdated ways of doing things have to change and the only way that they're going to change is if we fight for them to change and we do something about it because that's the only thing that anything has ever changed the people have to fight the people have to move forward and that's just kind of how it works at this point um and now it's just it's it's easier but all at the same time it's harder because we do still have people stuck in that like scarcity mindset and all the people who are in charge of the schools and the people who are in charge of like medical stuff and all of that that is where we've got to be and we've got to be changing and doing things in that area in those areas um but as far as school and everything it's it's more empowering as a student to be able to choose to do it like if you want to do it go do it but if you don't want to, there should be a different. There should be a different option, a different educational way, a different course, a different location, something that offers um, contrast and just variety for kids. Yeah, and that's not only accessible to people that have a lot of money because 
there are options, but they're not accessible to everybody. And so people that don't have the money aren't able to provide those options to their children. And so I believe that raising awareness is definitely the first part. It's like, we just have to keep raising awareness because that's how change is made. And then building new systems instead of trying to fight the old ones it's like focus on building new Mm -hmm. ones and raising awareness and changing ourselves and inspiring others to Mm -hmm. do the same thing yeah because at the end of the day the schools and everyone they want to help kids right like the people in charge do want to help and they want to provide and they want to contribute Um, And maybe if we do just focus on building the new and creating space and creating new ways and new variety, um, it will inspire those people to say, hey, maybe we need to change something. Just the energy and the intention behind the movement always, always catches fire eventually. Definitely. We have 50, almost 50 amazing people in the parenting class that are all moving forward. And, you know, even, even, I don't want to say it like this, but fathers that are getting involved now too, Mm -hmm. which I think is so beautiful because we've seen so many women, you know, take part in these kind of movements of transformation and opening consciousness, but I really see the men stepping in now too. Mm -hmm. And that just speaks so much to my heart. Like Mm -hmm. it makes me feel so happy that we can move forward in this together, Mm -hmm. men and women. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. I love that so much. And I want to ask about, you said her name was Karen, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So you still work with her now? Yeah, so Karen does two group healings a month, and it's um, two Monday nights a month, and her, I'm sure we could add her the link somewhere Mm -hmm. here, it's called Night of Alchemical Healing, and you could join remotely, you don't even have to be there in person, so there's hundreds of souls that join remotely, she works, you know, in the quantum field on a soul level, so you don't even have to be there and those are only $25 remotely it's the best $25 investment you could ever have and Karen also has a bunch of students that practice alchemy you can't really get in with a one-on-one with her at this point she's booked out you can I believe do remote sessions with her um, but not like in person or by phone or anything like that so the night of healing is probably the best way to start experiencing her work and also working with some of her students. So I definitely practice healing alchemy and see clients and do healing alchemy mixed with little therapy coaching stuff as well. And there's definitely other students of Karen's that combine their backgrounds as well with the healing alchemy. So anybody that's interested can Mm -hmm. definitely be in touch with me. I love focusing on parenting stuff but also on sexuality Mm -hmm. women's sexuality and empowerment so moving all the unworthiness that we have Mm. as an epidemic amongst women and allowing women to really embody their sexual energy in a healthy way because that energy is how we create everything not just children our whole lives are created through our sexual energy and when it's tainted with insecure 
dirty and how many women don't even feel good in their bodies, let alone in their vaginas, right? Mm -hmm. They don't even feel good with their legs, let alone their vagina. So Mm -hmm. doing that work with women is so, so key for me to help women rise up into their most powerful and pure and amazing selves Mm. so that we can contribute to changing the world because we have not been in that healthy, empowered state as Mm -hmm. a female collective. And so I believe that it's part of how the world is going to heal is to help the masculine and feminine energies come back into a healthy and balanced state and liberate ourselves from shame around our sexuality. Mm. So that's, yeah, I have a class coming up called Awaken Sexuality also online. And that's, um, it's, it all includes energetic healings, the alchemy healings in Mm. the class. So I'm doing healings as well as educational work. So you're getting both the philosophical, educational, psychology part, plus you're getting healings. Oh my gosh, that is so freaking powerful. Like this, this is actually something, you know how manifestation works when it hits you and you start thinking about it, then it just like starts, you see it all the time. So orgasmic manifestation is something that my coach has taught me in some of her programs And, of course, like, when you first come across something like that, you're like, what? You know, like, when you haven't heard anything about it. And so people who are listening who haven't ever um, heard of anything like that, they're probably like, hmm, that's interesting. But it truly is when you start to play around with that and you start to dive into that and, like you said, liberate yourself, empower yourself through your feminine energy and the way that you are truly supposed to operate in this world, holy shit, that's powerful. And there's nothing more (laughs) fulfilling, I would say, you know, than to be able to operate from that power and help other people from that space. And that gives them that space to operate from as well. So, goodness gracious. Thank you for that. Thank you for doing everything that you do, Melissa. Like, you're such a powerful human. And I'm so thankful that I got to meet you virtually and to interview you today. So, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me and doing the work that you do and your devotion to sharing and raising consciousness around the planet. I really appreciate you. Yes, absolutely. Right back at you. Well, thank you so much. And thank you everyone for listening. And I will let you guys know how you can get in touch with Melissa or Karen if you wish to do so. All right. I hope that you loved this episode as much as I did. I absolutely just adore every single person that I bring on here because they always have a story and they always have value to bring to you and something to bring you through, some healing for you, some light, some strategy, something for you to be able to apply to your own life. 
So go find Melissa on Facebook and I'm going to go ahead and link her Instagram, her Facebook, all of that wonderful stuff in the description box. And if you are looking into alchemy healing and anything that we spoke about on this call, please reach out to her. She's absolutely just stunning and wonderful. So I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week and we will see you next time on the Mindset Mastery Podcast. Thank you.